Number one then, and number one now. You're listening to Heffron and Reed. Heffron and Reed. Rated number one podcast by the World Podcasting Federation and the Podcast Ranking Association. No, for real. It says it right here. Lock it in and rip the knob off. You're tuned in to the number one show on the planet. The Heffron and Reap Show. Hey, everybody. Hope your Thanksgiving. See, I did it for a pause. I do that. I like when DJs do that. When they talk to you for a second and then they leave you hanging. Uh, hopefully you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, Monsieur Jean Reap is in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, as you all know, he went down there on, on a uh, humanitarian mission um, to get me and his face painted on the Zany's mural in the parking lot there's every comedian ever some comedians that never even perform there some i question i'm like that, that she has never has never been in that club in 20 years how'd she make the mural so john reap went down there he had enough and i believe he's stenciling pictures uh on the side of zany's in nashville uh maybe over that Bargazzi guy's face i don't know but either way we have a special guest that are that's standing in for John. He's either playing the role of John Reap or he can be himself. I don't know. You know him as Brad Williams. Uh, he, he, he'll be John Reap. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it, man. Uh, I've got the beard. Um, I can throw in a swipe, slight twang. I can say things like that thing got a him in just like shake my head around a little bit. Right? So, uh, yeah, yeah, I can like, be full. Like- I can be full John Reap. I wonder if just for the whole rest of this, I just talked to you as if you were John and not even <laughs> mention it. Like we don't even. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then I'll say things like I hear Brad Williams is playing the comedy castle in Royal Oak, Michigan, December 9th through 11th. He's really good. Everyone should go see that guy. He's, 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 he's a really talented, really talented comedian, but, uh, and I'll just talk like I'm John Reed. That's uh, actually you are. And that's one of the reasons why, um, by the way, uh, hello, everybody that tune in and you are at the Comedy Castle, um, yeah. the ninth through the 11th. Is that your first time at Ridley's? I've no. been there before. Uh, uh, one time before. And it, it was great. Everyone like I always I don't know the area. So I think Royal Oak, Michigan, like, cool. What's what's Royal Oak, Michigan? And then on, And then all the locals just go. Oh, it's Detroit, but it's got a couple coffee houses. Yeah, that's how that whole area was. It was super trendy when I was in my 20s and 30s. Um, and just like every major city now, has there's a kind of a lot of four lease when you don't yeah. know what's going in. Some of this, like there used to be, oh, that used to be a cool boutique where you get leather jackets. And now it's just, mm, we don't know. We're going to be a coffee place. But you're going to love the Comedy Castle. And I, that's yeah. the first place that um, I ever headlined, obviously. And I think I did my 33rd year headlining there two, like a couple weeks ago. And here's, wow. here's why you're going to love it. One, Ridley's awesome. The club's awesome. But I, you are not one of those comedians who I think I'm a little, I'm a little, little peeled at. Right next to the Comedy Castle, a few, a few buildings down, th- there's a place uh, that, I used to love going to as a dance club, right? It's, it's a the Royal Oak Music Theater, right? Okay. And they never had comedians, but lately they're getting a lot of comedians. 
and it's right next to Ridley's. And it's people that have always worked for Ridley's are now kind of jumping to this theater. But here's where you're lucky. Okay. When you go, oh, I should be working at that theater, not at Ridley's. The theater's hor- horrible for comedy. Everybody talks. Like I saw, went and saw Nate there. There was 2,000 people, like 10 were listening mm. at, at a show like that. So you are going to love the Comedy Castle. You're going to love I mean, the crowds. You're going to yeah. crush it. You're going to sell out, especially after the Heffron Bump. And, and this is something that I will say uh, until I become a full-time theater comic. But uh, I really love, I, I, I really like clubs. I, I like, I like the intimacy. Uh, I like how most clubs are designed for stand-up comedy and uh, they're, they're, they're designed to have the best possible experience doing stand-up comedy. Whereas you go to some of the rock clubs and some of the theaters, stand-up isn't what they were talking about. It wasn't, it's not how it's designed. Uh, so right. it's, or the staff there isn't quite sure how a comedy show works as opposed to a uh, it, when when a band comes in. So um, yeah, I'm really digging the comedy clubs. I'm gonna try to hold on until they just write me a check that's big enough yeah. to do these theaters where I'm like, yeah, that makes more sense. I I had either it's e- either good or bad that I had a taste of both. You know, yeah. so it's like right after. Um, Last comic was probably when I was most popular that, you know, we all have our 15 minutes, but it was weird because there was no social media mm-hmm. kind of when I, so even though there's a lot of people who knew you were, there wasn't a way to even tell people you were going to the place. Yeah. Right? You, you didn't have the marketing. You didn't have the push that was not right. So I, I was in theaters for like a second and they mm-hmm. were nice because you show up, um, I think it's kind of a weird, for me, a weird disconnect with the crowd because you don't really see a face. If somebody's talking, you don't really care just because there's so many people. I don't know how those guys, and I haven't seen, have you seen like in a, all the arena rock guys now? Have you seen? Oh, man. Yeah, like you got your Sebastian Maniscalco's, and of course, uh, I've seen the photos of when like Chappelle and Rogan uh, go out together. Just, and- or Kreischer. There's like a group Right. Yeah. Like, like we're going to look back 10, 15 years from now or whatever. To me, the, the comedy is going through a very 80s metal hairband phase. Where yeah, there's it, a lot of there, there's a lot of people that are ne- like because you used to be able to count on essentially one hand all the people that can do uh, the large theaters or in some cases the stadiums. Now it feels like there's a lot like there's like you can do right. Eliza Schlesinger. You can do out. You can do Ali Wong. You can do you can, Burt Kreischer, Sebastian Maniscalco, uh, Nate, uh, uh, Nate Bargazzi is killing yeah. it right now. Like there's so many comics that are like just fucking like selling so many tickets and yeah, making yeah, it's so much money, John Heffron. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, it's really awesome. Um, I, I think we're in the middle of that like second comedy boom. Um, yeah. and I hope that it goes a little while longer. I, I, it, it feels like a lot of people are trying to, stop comedy right now because they're trying to uh, say that we shouldn't be allowed to make jokes about things. But um, for the most part, it's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had that happened. And I think I talked about it last summer. Here. I was in Philly and I did, I said a throwaway, a throwaway line, right. In in my act is for 30 some years, I'm right down the middle. I, I don't step on toes. It's just not, yeah. it's not who, right. I'm not edgy. I'm not screaming. Yeah. I'm not that this is how the world needs to be. And you better. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit on the stool and explain to you how this world is so fucked. That's never been me. 
I always tell people I'm like Matchbox 20 of comedy. <laughs> hey, man, I've seen Matchbox 20 <laughs> twice in concert. It's a good show. Right? Listen, yeah, you're going to bring them up if you're having the best 20 bands in the world. You probably won't mention to them, but you know what? You enjoyed yourself at the concert. If they're on the radio, you're probably not going to change it. If you if you're if you're cleaning your apartment or your house and it comes on, it's good cleaning music. Right. Yeah. So that that's how I look at me as a comic. But I had somebody I said one throw away and they walked out and they're like, I don't respect you. And I just can't understand if you you're going to a bar. Literally, we're guys who are talking at bars and you can't say stuff like I can't, like. Yeah, it, it, it's a really strange thing. And not only can you not say it, but if you say the one thing that's wrong, now it's like you can't talk and no one should listen to you. Because it, it it's a strange thing. Like, it's a joke that we make about, you know, bands when they introduce the new song from the new album. That's when you go and you, and, and, yeah. and you get a beer. But they come back. You know, you, you go, you get a beer, you go to the bathroom, you come back. You don't be like, well, Bon Jovi didn't play one song that I like. So... Fuck Bon Jovi. Yeah, and I'm never, never again. Gonna, yeah, yeah. And this I'm going to make sure. Not just me. I'm not just going to walk out. Everyone in this arena. Um, uh, there was that video a couple weeks ago uh, in, in Jacksonville, Florida, of a, of, of a woman just walking up on stage during, during a comedian's act. I don't know the name of the comedian, unfortunately, but he handled it re- really well. Um, and <laughs> she just walked up and, like, tried to stop the show and be like, no, this can't. These words can't be said. Yeah. <laughs> and she, yeah. She was saying, he was doing say, she goes, you're talking about sex and I'm a, fa-. and then he goes to her, do you speak for everybody in in this room? <laughs> I heard a rumor and I have not gotten to talk to gotten. I have not talked to Tammy Pescatelli, mm-hmm. but I read that she was there in Jacksonville years ago and yeah. a woman threw a glass of wine at her on stage yes. and made the news at the thing. She said that that was the same exact woman. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That I that would she, not she chucked it. the I mean listen, you go to Jacksonville, Florida, man, you're already you, you're already buying a couple uh, uh raffle tickets of things aren't going to go well. It, right? It, it, like it, even it's so your, funny you mentioned that. It's so funny <laughs> you mentioned that cuz when I saw the club, I was like, "Oh, yeah. I've been to that club." And yeah. some shit happened while I was there. Um, I, I, I wonder as a comic, if you could like, that'd be a fun game. They play comics where you show just the backdrop. That's all you do. And yeah. then you do three, uh, three things. One of these is false. One is true. What happened at this? And you would just, go, you'd be able to tell. So some places are just jinxed. So, yeah. So, like um, in a sense of um, like the Toledo f- funny bone. <laughs> like when you go there, right? The staff, everybody's cool, but you just yep. kind of have that. Like weeks before you even show up, you're just like, "Oh man, I just hope that the Friday second show because it's it's kind of lawless, right? Yeah, like they it's, see it's people mention that because you mentioned the Toledo funny bone, and off the top of my head, I go, "Yeah, I got a story at that <laughs> club too." Like I right, like they see you, and then just the staff disappears. It's the weirdest. You know, yeah. it's almost like the old West where they close the door and then they lock it at the top, <laughs> you know, and then you just You're on leave. your own. And you just, if you get, and there was always one table there that was just, every, people would heckle all the time. And some cl- clubs have that where it's just one, you go, can you just funk, can just sage that table? It's that yeah. table. It's not, yeah. 
It's not the club. It's not the people working here. It's that table is jinxed. Yeah, there was a uh, uh, for me for me at the Toledo Funny Bone was a front <laughs> table that was already drunk, uh, heckling from the time that the show started. And then by the time I got there, as I'm on stage, they get brought another fish bowl, uh, a fish say bowl that. of alcohol, and they're There's, already just like yeah. sauce out of their heads. And I'm just like, guys, cut them off and like. Yeah. Kept heckling me, and I'm just waiting for the staff. And it just makes me very thankful uh, for clubs and staffs that do it right. I'll give a shout out to uh, there's a there at Helium in Buffalo. There is a bouncer there. His name is Will Smith. That's his actual name, of course, his right. common name. And uh, there was one time where a woman was heckling me at at, at that sh- at that club, and Will like walked right in and without breaking a stride just picked her up, threw her over his shoulder, and just kept walking and just walked out the club. And it was awesome. You know who else? Uh, there's a lot of clubs that that do it right. Um, is my favorite guys, though, right? And, and there's a bunch. But the Gotham Comedy Club in New York. Yes. Right? Yes. The, the guys, the security, and if you're – listening and you've never been there right so there's a couple types of security that are comedy clubs just okay there's the when you're on stage there's the big door guy that you're like at least there's a big door guy in it but the whole time you're performing you see him playing candy crush or something on his phone (laughs) right so you know just to collect a paycheck if somebody if something happens that guy better hope he's not on a level he hasn't passed and he's gonna (laughs) take his head out there's those people right uh but the, my favorite are uh, the Gotham comedy guys because they all are either mostly retired cops, uh, right? And on a, on a scale of one to ten, what, what's the uh, word that I'm looking for? If uh, uh, like you're on the take, or you're like if you're in the mob and you, you're um, oh, you're connected. I don't know. Yeah, like you know, uh, you know, scale one to ten. A one being a Cub Scout and a 10 being a horrible. They're at like sixes as far. You know what I mean? They, they've and they just have this vibe. They're all older gentlemen and they're all in yeah. suits. So they're not wearing a, a pullover polo that has like a, a logo of somebody laughing on it. Right. Right. And they do this cool move. I remember there's like that club has a lot of people from all over the world show up at it. So it's an interesting mix. Table just kept talking. I tried, I like try to deal with it, but I'm not confrontational, but they kept talking. This, this one guy walks over and he's all in a perfect suit. He's got cufflinks. He's got a gold, gold watch. His hands are at his waist and he just goes and he puts his hand on the guy's shoulder. Yeah. Right. Doesn't say a word. Doesn't see you guys are talking. You're doing this. Da, 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 da. And then the guy kind of looked up and it was this weird, like the caveman-ish alpha male you know, and then the guy looked around the room and saw five other guys in suits, all with their hands just crossed at their waist. And you're like, oh, I probably shouldn't be talking. Yeah. And that's what you want. <laughs> you want that. You want that security. That's just a presence that can literally walk up. Uh, my favorite is when they come up and then and they, they 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 don't say anything mean. They say something like almost sweet and nice. But it's like, hey, you're going to want to stop doing that. But like in like a calming yeah. way. And then. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's almost it, it's more terrifying 
and 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 more uh, imposing than if someone comes in and the bouncer is already at ten. Like, hey, you guys gotta shut the fuck up, and if you don't shut the fuck, it's like, no, you don't want to do yeah. that. Come in, just be that guy, and be like, hey, you're 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 gonna want to stop yeah. what you're doing right now. And it's almost they 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 just need that other adult in the room. The hecklers need the other adult in the room to come. Just let them know, like, hey, you're being an asshole. And they go, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm kind of being an asshole. You know what's, but, what, what, it's such a weird response. It, let's say you, we're doing something, right? Um, if me and you, I, I don't even have an example. We're at a wedding or so, so not a comedy event. Me and you just, we ran into each other. And we're talking loud at a Delta lounge at an airport sure. we ran into, right? And some people are just sitting there. I'm like, hey, Brad, what's up? And we're kind of, if somebody was to shush me, and I've kind of had, you know, I've had it happen before where I just, instead of getting angry at that person, it's weird how you, uh, uh, another response is to go, Oh, I wasn't self-aware. I apologize. And then just stop doing like, that's an option that nobody realized that that's a thing. You can go. Oh yeah. It's it's something strange where I feel like now we're getting to a point where everyone's been told so often that they're great. Like all, like all the kids were told that they're great so often and then they grew up and now they're adults that think they're great. So now yeah. when like someone shushes them or quiets them down, their initial snapback reaction is fuck you. They go right to fuck you. And yeah. for me, uh, especially as a little person uh, who can't win probably any fights, uh, if someone shushes me or be like, hey, man, can you keep it down? Like my initial response is, oh, God, sorry. Like that's my that's my initial right. response. And maybe it's also just because I've been married for five years now. Like, so like your, your initial response is, Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Cause you just don't want, um, I got, have you ever, man, I got them ready to go, ready to fire off at, at any moment. Have you ever got, has anybody ever came at you just in life to, to fight, fight, (laughs) to fight, fight you? Do you mean, uh, one time, but it was like, I don't get into fights. I'm not, a fighter i don't look for them and and most of the time it, it never gets to the fight um one time i was at this bar that's in my hometown and, and i i don't want to say it's my bar because i don't own it uh but it's right it's my bar like er, right, everyone right. knows brad's the local here he's from fullerton california this is the place where he hangs out all the staff knows me they like me it's a great bar and uh, I, I say it's a great bar. I'm not naming it because it literally just closed down. So <laughs> All right. it, it sucks. I, I miss uh, the bar. Dude, you've been on the road um, since this whole, like, you've been, you've been humping it pretty much. Yeah. All during, all during COVID and, and all that stuff. And you're just- yeah, there was, uh, as far as I know, I was one of the, I was the first comedian back along with Jeff Dye. Um, me and Jeff Dye went out at the very same weekend. And that was in May of 2020. I went to um, the Bricktown Comedy Club in Oklahoma City. And I believe Jeff went to uh, Salt Lake City. Wise guys. Um, I believe we were the first ones back. When I first got back after COVID, I was doing like one weekend a month just to cover the nut, cover the right. expenses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would come home. I would take two tests. And then I would go back to my house because because uh, I got yeah. I got a baby, uh, and I would just do that. And now and then and then once clubs kind of figured out the whole distancing thing, I would do a little more a month, and then just not do meet and greets, uh, and yeah. not go out 
during the week. Like I would just stay in my hotel room. And, uh, yeah. And then once I got vaccinated, I was like, all right, here we go. Uh, I, I remember two weeks after my second shot, uh, I got booked at Captain Brian's in Naples. And when you're in, Na- when you're in Naples, Florida, I remember calling my wife going, we're going to find out if this vaccine works. Cause <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Naples yeah. was very like, it, don't we, it, we don't give a shit. We, yeah. we don't give two fucks. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> thankfully, it, I didn't get it. So uh, I guess it works. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting when that was going on because all the clubs were at, you know, the math kept changing 25%, 35%. Yeah. And I liked it because I was actually selling out. Um, I know. I was you know, it felt shows. good. <laughs> it felt good. I'm like, yeah, who needs? And then you're not meeting people after. I'm like, yeah, this is this, this is, is pretty. A, a this thing. is pretty sweet. I mean, yeah, you weren't making the same money, but at the same time, the shows were good. Everyone was so thankful that you were out doing. I noticed, you know, I don't know for you because we haven't talked during this, so maybe this conversation has been done. But what happened with me once I stopped traveling the amount that I did? Right, mm-hmm. I was a uh, 35 weeks uh, a year for 30 years guy. So once I had this bit of a pause, I don't think I can ever go back to what I used to do. I have no interest. I have no interest in it. I mean, not, not performing, but not being gone every weekend. Yeah. Right. Like where I'm like, "Eh, I'll, I'll do two weeks a month Mm, with some some corporates scattered in and just call it a day. Yeah. Cause yeah, it's just, or or maybe I'm having a, a midlife, but you know, as a comic, uh, are you in any, cause you see who's filling rooms, right? And then I start yeah. comparing going, well, that doesn't, I can't, I've been around forever. So in, I'm a 50 year old white guy. Nobody's really looking for us unless you're really <laughs> opinionated, but I'm not. So it's kind you of, know, a, man, Hey John, you know, you can just like, you, you, you could, but you just have to sacrifice all your morality and like dig in and go either one extreme or the other, just go like full, like full hippie where everything's problematic and, and and you won't really be funny anymore, but, right. or you go the other way and you go full, like alt-right and you just have I to know, be really angry. I know a lot of guys that did that, that, you know, I won't mention any names that weren't that way until they <laughs> saw this lane open, right? Like how, how easy would it be if you were far left or far right as a comic? Yeah. Just because you, your jokes or even what your rants are so predictable that your crowd would just cheer that it's not even it's not even a thing yeah they're not they're not necessarily laughing they're just doing a lot of yeah like just a lot of that and you know and and there's a lane for those guys and girls and that's fine if they want to do that that's cool but for me it's kind of like if you're a hot woman you know you could always just do porn and make (laughs) money or do only fans and make money but it's just like, do you want to go there? Do you want everything else that it seems ha- that exhausting? That. that and that's me, like, because my personal pol- political beliefs are very centered. Uh, yeah. Some, some good, some from this side, some from this side. So I don't want to dig in. I don't want to yeah. sacrifice, and I don't want to say things that I know aren't real and have it influence certain people like i just i i can't do that so if i make a little less money but i can sleep at night my and and my daughter doesn't hate me then cool i think that's good 
or even in the podcast realm, because it's so even to have a podcast like me and Reap or Reap's uh, country-ish, where it's just trying to be entertaining. Yeah. Like, right, you're just like, here, Reap does stories of, uh, you know, or we just try to have like fun conversations. But then when I fly through YouTube, I see a lot of most of the podcasts that are on there. It's just every one, and I keep bringing this up, but I keep seeing people do this. There's 400 podcasts. Uh, there's a lot of comics included in this that I don't understand why they don't create their own content and just whatever. But it's literally 400 podcasts from a lot of comics that just break down what Rogan said. That's literally <laughs> it's it's so much, dude. There's like young guys who I don't know, but the whole thing is them like with really cool. Air Jordan's just going, Rogan's the goat, bro. And and then they just break down what Rogan, like it's all, it's all that. And wow. then, then I found, cause you know how on YouTube, how it, it recommends you. Right. Yeah. So I'll click on some comics. I don't know. There's a whole generation of comics that I didn't start with. I don't know. They seem to do well with their podcasts and people come and see them. But then uh, I'm seeing. Uh, oh, was that me? Uh, oh, I'm seeing all these uh, beefs. Between comics that that I don't know super well that all have beefs and then their whole it just it, it's hilarious to me that comedians have beefs enough to go on to YouTube because there's all because their fans are younger right so if you like that type of thing you're probably a younger kid um, and when I was growing up there's a lot of beefs between like, like Tiffany and Debbie Gibson so it's kind of cool that there's comedy fans now get to see those same those same type of beefs. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's weird. Um, <laughs> like, I, I just don't. I'm. I. I don't want to beef with anybody. I don't want. Who would you beef with? Like, I don't. Like, I don't even get. Remember, w w I think there was some unspoken well rule that you kind of never really shit on another comic, yeah. right? Like, I never really hurt. Like, but now that's all you kind of. Now that yeah, that's like a don't whole get me wrong. There's comics that do and say things that I go, I wouldn't do that, or I don't like that, or I wouldn't yeah. say that, or whatever or that or that, that's an opinion i don't necessarily agree with but the last thing i would do would be to shit on them and and try to build myself up uh based on putting them down uh because we it's just and that's the thing is we know because we're comedians we know how hard it is to create content and create and, and write jokes and come up with new material and, and and how much that we're constantly just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what yeah. sticks and yeah there's if you go through all my jokes that didn't work, yeah, you're 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 gonna find some stuff that is just ugh. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, and and it's not necessarily what I believe or what or what actually happened in a story, but it's what I tried to say or tried to do or or uh, attempted, thinking it would be funny, and then it didn't, and uh, that happens. Like people think that comedians are just gonna. There, we're we're gonna bat a thousand. We're not gonna bat a thousand. We're gonna miss a couple of times. We're gonna we're but you got to take your hacks. Um. So again, Brad Williams is at the Comedy Castle, uh, December what tenth, eleventh, twelfth, eleventh, ninth through eleventh. Royal Oak. Um. Go to uh, comedycastle.com. Those, those tickets will sell out there. I was excited. Yeah, I it, it, it's it's such a great club, man. I've found out that those real blue collar cities, like you know, uh, and I mean, what's more blue collar th uh, than, than that area? Detroit, like y'all like to laugh, like they like to laugh, and people there typically, there, there's of course some outliers, but typically don't get offended at stuff because 
No. You 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 usually get offended at stuff if you don't know what actual problems are. Like uh right. Right, 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 Detroit, right. that's a city that knows what real shit is. Yeah. So they they're like, I don't care that you just said that thing that I, that I don't agree with. Like I I'm I'm trying to escape and so, so I can worry about paying my rent for Plus everybody here I think you just you're in that mo- mood because uh, it what it snowed last week and it's twenty something degrees where you just settle in and go oh, it's gonna be like this till April like you, you know you're like we're just we're, we're just done oh we're so just, so this is gonna be snow oh yeah I guess it is it's December there's a lot Detroit, of snow so yeah out there now so you took a picture what did you do recently um because I follow you on social media you took a picture with somebody uber famous recently oh, Jesus. I don't know. No, but um, I don't know where you uh, you said it was a dream. Was it a wrestler? Oh, well, was- yeah. Like um, I've sort of it's like me and Ron Funches have sort of become like the unofficial official comedians of wrestling. Uh, I did the Chris Jericho uh, rock and wrestling rager at sea, and I did oh. and I did I did the Jericho cruise, and That's, yeah. As a wrestling fan, like, oh my God, this was, it, it, it's everything I wanted to cruise. It's pro wrestling on a boat, it's stand up comedy, and it's metal. Like, that's everything I want. <laughs> that's all the things I like. And it's all, it's like, they might as well call it the Brad Williams Make a Wish cruise because that's like li- literally everything I like. So, and that was recently though. Yeah, that was a few weeks ago. We were, um, we were Norwegian Cruises' first boat out. Uh, no, of no. the East Coast. Nobody so caring we about were, COVID. You guys are having apple bobbing competitions. Yeah, right? we were the Twisted canary tournament. in the coal mine to see if uh, to see if we could do cruises again. And everyone on the boat had to be vaccinated. Uh, everyone had to have a test within seventy two hours, a negative test, and then they had a rapid antigen test before you got on the boat. Right before you got on the boat. So, <laughs> like they did, they did, they they did their damnedest. And as far as I know, I could be wrong, but as far as I know, that no one popped positive. And uh, yeah, no, they, no one. They, yeah, it, well, well, if it was a metal uh, wrestling type thing, yeah, nobody got COVID, but there's a lot of HPV passed around. Oh, tons of HPV. They there's got something herpes. on the yeah, boat. Nobody got COVID though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> no. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So, and it, it, it it's strange how cruises uh, for comedy have kind of come around to where. You and I know that at, at one point, like if you said you're a comedian and, and you were doing cruises, other comedians kind of look down on you like, oh, yeah. they've given up. They're just doing whatever. But now it's like these specialty cruises, yeah. like with all one group of like minded people on a boat. They're fun. They're a lot of fun. And the thing about wrestling fans, wrestling fans love to chant. They like chants. So. I would. I never thought I would ever do a show, and this happened where I did a joke. The joke got a big laugh, and then the entire crowd of this theater that holds eleven hundred people started chanting, "This is awesome! This is awesome!" And like, that's an ego boost, man. Like, shoot that into my veins. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, I uh, I tried another joke and it didn't go well, and they did another wrestling chant where they all chanted, "You fucked up." You fucked up. <laughs> so I wasn't perfect, but it was so much fun. It, 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 and like I said, I'm a big wrestling fan, and they they could tell they they know I'm a wrestling fan. So I did some jokes that only wrestling fans know about. And uh, that's so funny. 
they sort of looked at me as one of their own, which was cool. And just a lot, just a, a blast. And like, I was a huge fan of Chris Jericho when I was in high school. Uh, and he was in the WWE attitude era. And then I got, now I'm friends with him. And that's madness to me. Like I'm Honestly. friends with my two, uh, childhood heroes. I'm friends with Chris Jericho and I'm friends with the guy whose jersey is right behind me, John Elway. And that's insane to me. You know, it's funny when Corona first started happening, what did I zoom? I had to zoom in to something. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of when you didn't even know how to zoom or what your backdrop was going to look like. Yeah. Right. We all had to kind of figure it out quick, especially I, I never did any zoom comedy shows, but um, you had to figure it out. So I called into somebody and I'm like, well, what do you think of the backdrop? I had some stuff and he's like, it's okay. He goes so far, uh, Brad Williams has the best thing. I think it might even been a Denver, a Denver show or something. Wow. They talked about, yeah. Cause you were sitting right in front of your frame Jersey and they said your backdrop looked like, looked the best. Yeah. Um, I did, I did one of those virtual shows and, uh, whoever said that, thank you. Uh, I did a big virtual show where I was like called into all the radio stations, like all over the country to all tune in. And we got this whole setup here in this room that I'm in right now. And the back and the backdrop was like, kind of like that. And you just saw like a bunch of like sports memorabilia that I have in this room and a bunch of books and like stuff like that. But that's something that we all kind of had to do, like you say, on the fly is get your Zoom backdrop. Like you don't just want to get a wall. You want to get like, hey, this kind of says who I am. Yeah. Here's some books yeah. I don't, look, look I'm probably you, not going to read. If you see me, I got Grover, Animal. These are the cast of Breaking right here. There's uh, like Sade, uh record set right here. Obviously, yeah. you see all the, the stickers. How do I even point? I don't know how weather guys do this. I don't even know how to point that way. Uh, yeah. You know, there, Dude, a book great. I did, it, wrote right there. So Yeah, you have to have something that uh, that, is, that is your personality. I got my Broncos jersey, got a record player, got a picture with Hulk Hogan. Uh, that's <laughs> How was that guy? How was Hulk Hogan? Oh, okay. Oh, it's right here. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you the story about this. There's Hogan. <laughs> and uh, the story about that photo is it's one of the craziest gigs i ever did uh were you ever an audience warm-up guy no ah no so i was i took a job as an audience warm-up guy and for those of you who don't know um every show that has a live audience every tv show that has a live studio audience they're not just sitting there quiet until they start taping there's a comic um who's an audience warm-up guy and he or she is constantly talking they're playing games. They're interviewing people. Like their job is to keep the crowd hyped. So when they finally come back and start filming again, the crowd's already hyped and ready to go. Um, so I got hired to do audience warm up on a TV show that was called Hulk Hogan's Wrestling with Celebrities. <laughs> uh, and when you think, oh, so you're like, wow, wrestling with celebrities. So who was there? Was Channing Tatum there? Was like The Rock? Like, no, no. When they say celebrity, I mean, I'm talking Todd Bridges. I'm yeah. talking, I'm talking Screech. I'm yeah. 
talking about your best friend in the entire world. Uh, Danny Bonaducci was on it. Uh, I know you're not surprised by that. Uh, but How did I miss um, this? Did it ever make it to air? Yeah, it, yeah, it did. It made it to air. It aired on uh, country music television, of course. C, uh, CMT. Yeah. And yeah, who are the other wrestlers? Oh, uh, Dennis Rodman. Uh, we had Stallone. And when you think Stallone, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. Sylvester? No, we had Frank. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that was the cast. Then and other wrestlers of that ilk. Other celebrities right. of that ilk. And so I was the I was the audience warm-up guy. And it I was in a wrestling ring. It like the set was uh a wrestling set. There 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 was a ring, there was bleachers all around, and they would watch the celebrities do their matches. But in between the matches, they'd be filming stuff, getting things ready, and that's when I would come out and do my yeah. audience warm-up, which was great. I would come out and and hype the match and talk wrestling and blah, blah, blah. And then I wanted to do this thing. I was like, I've got a friend. He's the other guy in that photo. Uh, his name's Ozzy, and he was training to become a professional wrestler. And I've done, like, one class. I did one class. And so... I did this thing where I had Ozzy in the audience and he heckled me. And then I came back at him and I did the whole like, oh, you think this is easy? Why don't you try it? And invited him into the ring. And then Ozzy came in the ring, told two really bad jokes that I wrote that are like horrible. And, And the audience started booing him. And then he turns in frustration and hits me with the microphone, uh, makes a big boom. Everyone gasps. And now, and now it's an impromptu wrestling match. And Ozzy and I started like doing moves, like we started doing stuff. And it ended with me going off the top rope, doing what? a frog splash, and landing on Ozzy. A, 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 a ref who I had tipped out that we were going to do this slides into the ring, counts one, two, three. The whole place explodes, and the director is actually mad at me. The director's oh. mad at me. Like everyone's like, "Oh my god, that was incredible!" The director's like, "We need the audience that hype for our stuff." Like, what are you doing? Like, like, de- like Dennis Rodman versus uh versus Frank Stallone is not going to get that kind of reaction. That's hilarious. So, and when the when we did when the match was done and when they started and we we were about to start uh, taping again, Hogan stopped the taping and went hold on i gotta talk to those guys what like he delayed taping he's like i gotta talk to those guys and so we walked up there and like i said i'm a huge wrestling fan so hulk hogan come on like that's that's the guy and he and we and we, we walk up there and he's like oh man you guys are like a wrecking crew out there brother and like just was really <laughs> nice to us said we did a good match and uh took that photo and it was awesome man it was, it, that's that so that's fun. It turned from one of my like I can't believe I'm doing this gigs yeah. to fuck yeah I'm so glad I did this gig. That's so fun. I'm gonna have to look it up now to, to even see. Dude, um, yeah, Nikki Ziering uh, was one of the female wrestlers. Trishel from the Real World. Like it's <sighs> it's a doozy of a lineup, man. It's, I'm seeing. It's, that's, that's so funny how those cable networks always start off with like a hey we're we're this and we're gonna only you know it's for country da da and then they have like one show and then after that they have a, we have no programming we don't know how to <laughs> how to do this let's just grab you know let's let's pay five hundred million dollars and get friends 
Just like where, at, just like every other network is doing right now. Let's just buy, let's just buy friends. That's it. Where uh, where are you at in the next couple weeks? I'm gonna uh, do this. I'm gonna I'm, play this music. Um, here we go. We'll do this. There you go. You hear? Uh, right. I will be at the at, at the mentioned uh, Comedy Castle, uh, d- December 11th or December 9th through the 11th, Royal Oak, Michigan. Uh, then after that. Uh, I think I'm off till New Year's, so I'll be doing New Year's Eve in San Diego at the American Comedy Company. Uh, I'll 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 be there. I got Denver the week after that. Uh, for all my dates, just go to BradWilliamsComedy.com. I am booked up until um, I think it's November 2022. I got dates like all through out and uh so yeah if i'm not coming to your town wait i'll be there <laughs> just give it time. um ho- oh, hold on uh what do you got here john no i was gonna show oh this isn't it i was gonna show my calendar but that was okay. from my I'm, I'm always keeping my 2020 calendar that i always have a special moment because there's literally nothing you know what I mean? where you just start <laughs> writing well it was like a journal I've waited another fortnight. Yeah. You know, ramen yep, noodles. Are right. I, I am. Um, where, where Where are we? Uh, next week, I will be at the Chicago Improv, which is actually in Schaumburg. Then the following weekend, uh, I will be at Hilarities in Cleveland. And then finishing out this year at Charlie Goodnight's in Raleigh. I'll be there I'm for jealous. New, Year- I'm, New I'm Year's Eve. I'm jealous of your Cleveland date, man. That's one of those clubs. It's one of the best clubs in the country. Kind of, it's, it's like a weird. Yeah, it got, it's a. Uh, it is really cool. It is it's really cool. It, it, it's um, the best. It, it most clubs for those of you listening, uh, when you're when you're the headlining comedian and you order the nicest thing on the menu, they get mad at you for some weird reason, yeah. or they kind of go like, "Oh, you think you deserve steak?" At Hilarities in Cleveland, they get mad if you don't order the filet mignon. They're like, you're you're here. We have filet mignon. Get yeah. it. It's great. <laughs> and you don't pay for it. It's amazing. Um, so yeah, uh they 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 really know how to treat comedians. So yeah, uh Hilarities in Cleveland, one of the top five clubs in the country. Um and- well, let me ask you this real quick before I almost ended it, but I'm bring what what's your uh how many people following you on Instagram? About a hundred and seventy thousand i and the music stopped i i kind of looked at my <laughs> analytics i gain four followers a week and i lose two and i've been consistent <laughs> for almost a full year wow but like so i i just what, what i'm gonna do i think i'm gonna have to start looking at at people who do well and literally almost copying the picture i might do that you might be one of them there's a couple I mean, of people where i might just look and whatever that picture is i might just recreate it and just do it <laughs> i mean john uh for uh, almost two years you were posting photos of green room couches now i'm not gonna say oh, that that wasn't oh. great content but <laughs> so I, I completely you know what and then we stopped performing so if you go to um, my Instagram, which is comedian uh, John Heffern, and scroll way back in the olden days, 
I would take pictures of a green room couch. Just that was the thing. Every week, brand new green room couch. And I think I would do a description like I was rating it or if it was in Zillow or something. And then every one of those photos, I decided to comment. I've had sex on that couch. So (laughs) Brad just kept commenting. I've had sex on that couch. I've had sex on that couch. And then I did one and Brad didn't comment. And I don't know how many people. There were dozens of people just responding, going, Brad Williams has had sex on the couch. Like, they just, <laughs> it's such a fun, well, I'll give you something that me and Reap do all the time. When you're okay. on um, Facebook, right? When okay. you're you as Brad Williams on Facebook. So, anytime I'm scrolling and we see, like, a farmer chic, like, any kind of story, or now even with other comics, we always go, I always go, hey, at John Reap, we were just talking about this. And then he'll see that he was tagged. He'll go, oh, my God, OMG, right? With a bunch of eyes. That's all we say. (laughs) On the weirdest, like anything we see in Facebook, we just kind of see that. And people are jumping out. So feel free. If you're ever just on Facebook and you come across a weird recipe, somebody's doing, uh, you know, fusion mineral paint. Just go, just go, hey, at John Heffron, at John Rape, you guys were just talking about this. And I'm going to see what happens if we balloon it up into three people. I love that. No, I'll do it. Uh, Because I I follow a lot of like uh, uh, dad blogs and stuff like that on on Facebook so I could learn how not to kill my kid. And, yeah, we'll blow uh, up that Bat Dad dude site. Yeah, we just don't, we never comment about the thing or we never say anything bad or whatever. We just, it's always, hey, blank, we were just talking about this and the other person responds. Perfect. I'll do it for you. No All right, man, be safe. Uh, enjoy your family. Have a good holidays. If I don't talk to you, I really appreciate you, appreciate you uh, jumping in last minute as uh, John Reap. Of course. I am happy to play the part of John Reap. Uh, I'm wearing a hat that I bought at a truck stop somewhere. So I'm really playing the part of John Reap today. And it, and I, and I was happy to do it. So I, uh, he, here's what he always does. And I don't understand it. When I say goodbye, you just have to yell a uh, uh, bicycle. I don't get it. I've never asked him why he does it. And if you want my dates, everyone go to heffernreap.com has all our dates on there. Check out Brad Williams on everything. If you're a Brad Williams fan, and you follow him on Instagram, why don't you come over to comedian John Heffern on Instagram? Why don't you come over to this side? See what's going on <laughs> over here. All right, everybody. Uh, take care of yourself. Yo, bicycle. Bicycle! <laughs> Since you love the Heffron and Reap Show, please go to iTunes and let them know. Rank the show and leave a comment. We don't care what you write, you know. They, Heffron and Reap, have low self-esteem. So please validate.